Welcome to Living Visible. On this podcast, we bring you stories of how people have overcome their obstacles and faced their invisible differences. Hi, everybody. My name is Addison Price. I am your host. I am Miss Oklahoma 2019. I'm a speaker, performer, and advocate, and a proud mother of a golden doodle named Finley. On this episode, we are going to switch things up a little bit. I will actually be interviewed this time by Annette Klasowski. Very good. Was it correct? Perfect. There we go. Okay. And she will be interviewing me today, so we're going to turn the tables. I know. I love this. Yes. I love this. Well, I think it's important because... You know, you're the one kind of behind the mic interviewing, but uh, people really want to know more about you. So we're going to get started with that. We will make it happen. All right. And you already told me that there anything goes. Anything goes. You'll answer any question. I will. It's like, yeah, fifth, fifth degree. Is that the thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, okay. So your podcast, Living Visible, which I love, really talks about What is it that holds you back? What are those voices in your head? Maybe it's a disability. Maybe it's just you're different or wired. Like, what are those things that keep you from really pushing forward? So I know you're Miss Oklahoma 2019, which is awesome. And uh, you're really about 2.0, like your better version. So talk a little bit about that. Yes, I released a video recently that is called I Am 2.0. And it talks all about the changes that are happening within the Miss America organization and how we've seen them in Oklahoma. What I love about this video so much is I chose women from my Miss Oklahoma 2019 class to be a part of it and to kind of star in it. And I wanted to do that to showcase that the whole message behind 2.0 is really stepping out of just trying to be so prideful of yourself, but also putting others' needs before your own. And I think that's something that's so important that you can learn at such a young age and carry with you through your whole life. But beyond that, talking about 2.0 is really all about knowing what makes you, you. Why will competing in the Miss Oklahoma organization or the Miss America organization make you a better person? How will you use that after to prolong your career or advance your career in some way. We're all women that are competing. You can really start competing in the teen program at the age of 13, and then you can compete up until you're 25 for the title of Miss Oklahoma or Miss America. So that's such a wide age range. And it's so important because I feel like those years are so impactful for younger women to know that it's okay to not be good at everything. It's okay to not be perfect. And it's okay to have doubts in yourself, but there's nothing that should stop you from chasing after your goal and chasing after your dream. And for me, my dream was Femus Oklahoma. And luckily that's my reality. And now my dream is Femus America. And so that's the next thing that I'm chasing after. And those are the next kind of fears that I'm fighting in a way of making sure that I'm not holding myself back. Yeah. It's interesting because when you go through a competition, whether it's a pageant or sports or whatever, you really have to make yourself vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So you put yourself on a stage to be judged, to be looked at, to be critiqued, which could, you know, I think girls especially have, we're already hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you carry that all the way through your life. But what I love about how you speak about 2.0, it's more about being authentic, showing your flaws, saying, this isn't a skill I have, you know, for you, which we've laughed about just talking is, you know, you had dyslexic, you're dyslexic. Mm -hmm. So now you're out being a host and 
you know, doing commentation for parties right. and events. And so it's like, you're using that, although that's something that you can be very vulnerable about. So I love that you're really talking about the authenticity part of 2.0. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. So what, as Miss Oklahoma 2019, if I were to ask, what do you think people would be most surprised about you? So I will say that whenever you start competing, you have, there used to be a standard resume where you would have to fill out all of these interesting facts about yourself and all the things that people would be surprised to know about you. So I get asked this question all the time and it tends to be the question that can stump me the most because you think really what is what is there that people don't know or what, what is there that people might not know about me because you don't realize the stuff that people don't know? Well, I had asked, I'd been asked this question a week ago and I talked about how I think some people would be surprised to know that I've never told a lie. I can't lie to my family. I'm, I'm a terrible liar. I'm a very easy read because as soon as I start to lie, I just get nervous. And then I say, I just lied. I mean, I, I completely <laughs> call myself out. But I feel like another thing that's super interesting that people may be shocked to realize that in Oklahoma, we have Aishins, fried chicken. And my family, for years and years, every Christmas, we would go to Aishin's Chicken. We would go and we would look at, not on Christmas day, but before Christmas, we would go and look at Christmas lights and we would drive around and we'd go look at all these Christmas lights in Oklahoma City and then make the drive to Aishin's. And it was this great tradition. What they didn't know, so not even my family knew this, but I hated, I hated fried chicken. (laughs) And I don't like the fact that I have to pick through it because I am the weirdest chicken eater. And what I mean by that is even grilled chicken, I like to have it kind of shredded up so I can see what's happening on the inside of it. Uh-huh. And so going out to eat fried chicken is my worst nightmare. I would never do that on a first date because I know that I'd have to get my hands so dirty to pick through it. Even going like to Cane's, I have to open every piece of like a chicken tinder so like, to see what like the inside of it. Be like feathers. What if, the, what if there's a vein? What if there's a vein in there? You know, sometimes there's a little discoloration. I will only eat white chicken one, meat. I will not eat the dark chicken meat. Yeah, I don't know why I'm like that. Yeah, it has to all be one color. The grain has to all be going the same way. I am a chicken connoisseur. Yeah. So I feel like that's something that even my family, whenever we had a conversation about the other day and when they learned that they were even shocked, but they've seen me eat my chicken weird, but they just didn't know why for so long. And now they know my worst nightmare was Aishin's every Christmas. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk to uh, a young girl and maybe, you know, teenager up into the, you know, maybe early twenties. What would you say if there's something that they are really wanting to do, put themselves out there? It may be a pageant, but it may not. They may want to try out for a solo in one of their plays. They may want to step out. Something where you have to put yourself out and be vulnerable. What would you say to them? What would be your pep talk to those girls? I feel like the biggest thing that people can do is to dive all the way in. Because whenever you keep yourself on the line of maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, and you kind of have that internal and mental debate with yourself, that's where you get into the what ifs. And I always think that the what ifs are the biggest dream killer. They're the thing that stops you from accomplishing what you hope to, because the second that you say, what if this happens, or I can't, or what if I'm embarrassed? You know, I think that especially as a young, a young woman, we question ourselves all the time. And the last thing we want is to seem like we aren't smart enough or aren't good enough or whatever it might be. But the second that you can kind of step out of that mindset and you 
fully submerge yourself in what you are hoping to do, that's the moment where I think you'll find a little bit of freedom. I know that for me, whenever I first started competing, I knew that I was a terrible public speaker. I knew that I could not walk on stage in heels. I knew that I had no idea what my passions were in life and I didn't even know what I was going to eat for breakfast the next day. So let alone what I wanted to be when I grew up, I didn't really know these things, but it all stemmed from being so insecure. I had all these what if thoughts. And the second that I kind of let those go and I stepped into the whole Miss Oklahoma world And I said, this is where I'm at least going to spend the next year of my life. And I'm going to put this year into seeing where this could lead me. I ended up being fourth runner up my first year at Miss Oklahoma's Outstanding Teen. And that was the first time that I saw that if I just let myself improve and I let this happen, I let these feelings not not captivate me and make me want to stop doing what I'm doing, but I let them be kind of what is driving me. And Mm -hmm. I feel like now I almost have this mental game of every time that I think to myself, what if you can't do that, Addie? Or what if you're not good enough? What if you get made fun of? What if you fall on your face? I always try and combat it by saying, what if I don't? And if the greater outcome is from the, what if I don't, then that's where I'm going to go. That's the next step I'm going to take because the amount of times that I've fallen on my face is probably too many to count, but you have to learn how to laugh at yourself and be okay with it. And the moment that you can kind of do that, you do find that freedom. Yeah, that's good. So I know in my life when I've stepped in, like when I first started speaking Mm -hmm. and I would go to a conference and I knew I was one of the speakers and then I would start listening to speakers. I would say, Oh my gosh, I am not qualified. I'm not a great speaker. I don't have, you know, great. And I started comparing myself So you get on stage with how many, you know, beautiful, outstanding women that are at the top of their game in, mm-hmm. in life, right? Mm-hmm. So what what do you do when you when it comes to comparing? I know you've even met a lot of the women you're going to be competing yes. against in Miss America. What ha- what goes on with for you kind of in your head about this right. that comparison? For Miss America, I will be competing against 50 other women. So every state is represented and then also District of Columbia. So to know that I am among really the best of the best in their state, and I'm going head to head with all of these powerful and very accomplished young women, it's something that can very easily be that dream killer that I talked about. And it can be the thing that makes you say, what if? But I think that is kind of what draws me into doing this and kind of what makes me want to be a part of it. Because I know that if I am surrounding myself with women who are better than me in some degree or in some way or can help sharpen my skills, then I will be continuously getting better. And I think that's what's so inspiring about this organization is the fact that you really don't have a choice but to grow. Because whenever you're surrounded by people, unless you are helping or unless you're actively trying not to grow, you're going to. And For me, I know that I try and always remind myself that comparison is the thief of all joy. And the moment I start comparing myself with somebody else, I remind myself of the unique qualities that I bring to the table that maybe she can't, but I know that I can. And that's not to say that she is any lesser than me, but that's just to say that she has her own qualities. And to know that 
I have something that only I can bring to the table. I like to call them my addyisms. Mm-hmm. I have my addyisms that only I can bring to the table. And that's what I have to be secure in. I can't help that somebody else is a better singer than me because Lord knows I'll never be a singer. That's just <laughs> not how I was made. But I can dance. Maybe she can't dance. So that's okay. Maybe we balance each other out. So we're sharpening one another. And that's what's so powerful about being a part of all of this is knowing that you have to be secure in who you are and you have to have that reminder of, you might not have everything that somebody else does, but you have something that nobody else can. And that's the power to be yourself. And that's the power to take yourself to the next level. That's good. My dad used to tell me from, I mean, I remember this from being very young that mm-hmm. you will, you will not be the prettiest girl in the room. You probably won't be the smartest girl in the room. You probably won't be all of those things, but it's just your luck. They're very rarely looking for that. Right. So people are looking for the combination of. So when you said, you know, everything that makes who you are, mm-hmm. that's, and, and that's why everybody's so unique. So I love that. I think that goes back a little bit too with all of the 2.0 stuff is the changes are made so that way you you aren't being judged on if you're the prettiest in the room, but it's more, how do you carry yourself? Because I think it says a lot about how a woman carries herself in a room. That doesn't mean that she has to think she's the most beautiful in the room, but she might be so confident in who she is that she's the one who stands out. And I think that's more important than anything. Yeah. I think confidence is too. And Mm -hmm. I think we could be our own worst critic, right? which is good because it makes us have a drive and Mm -hmm. really go for things, but it also can hold you back too. Mm-hmm. Cause we, we all have that. I call it the tape in our head. Oh yeah. Um, so we just play that tape over and over mm-hmm. and you have to learn to, to veer off of that, really focus on mm-hmm. things that were your confidence. Yes. Okay. So what's the funniest thing that's happened to you? Oh, maybe during the, your reign is Miss Oklahoma mm-hmm. or it's something oh, no. that, that's funny. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> this is, a, this is a story that, I try to rarely tell, and I find myself telling it more and more. I was at the Best of the Best Awards for the Oklahoma City area, and one, just the fact that they wanted a dyslexic person. I know that I miss Oklahoma, but they have a dyslexic Miss Oklahoma to read off. I think it was about 237 was my number, names and awards. Oh, wow. And they, I get there, and they say, we need you to do this in under an hour. <laughs> so I have to read the top three and then the winner. So it's not just uh, 237 names. I mean, it's multiple. Yeah. It's that times three pretty much. And that alone was kind of a joke in itself. And then I'm flipping through all of the best and we're doing the best lawyers, the best doctors, best places to eat, all of these things. I flip my script and I get to best CBD store. <laughs> and there's a slight chuckle among the crowd. And I don't know if it was maybe because Miss Oklahoma is, you know, telling talking about the best places to go get CBD oil and, you know, all of this stuff and whatever it might be. But I, you know, kind of laugh under my breath and I read them all off. And just in case anybody's curious, it's CBD plus. And whenever I get done with the with the show, I'm taking pictures with people and somebody comes up and they take a picture and I don't know if it was a blonde moment. I don't know if it was stress from all of the reading that I had just done in front of hundreds of people. And I was just coming down off of that. But my brain was just not, I guess, all the way on. And this guy comes up to me and says, do you have your medical card? I said, (laughs) yeah. I thought he was talking about health insurance. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> he wasn't. Right? Car to be carried that was years. it. Yes. And so I was thinking about it and I had it. I didn't have my full wallet with me. I only had my credit card and my ID with me that night. And I said, you know, I don't have it with me. And I said, but I guess I should. And he said, oh, well, don't worry. I'll make sure that you get one. And I said, oh, well, thank you. I didn't know. Maybe he was like, you know, a health insurance salesman or something. I don't know. And so it didn't dawn on me until I received a DM from him the next day that he was offering me a medical marijuana card. Yeah. So just, just to clarify this story, I do not have my medical marijuana card. I do have a health insurance card. But you have a hookup for someone that can But help now, you. if anybody needs a good hookup, you let me know because Miss Oklahoma so. has your back. Yeah. So it was oh, just too much. Yeah. That has, yeah. It has to be the funniest thing that's happened to me since Okay, I was, but that's an honest I mistake. I mean, I know it was kind of in right. context, but not like medical card. I had, yeah. I, I had gone through so many doctors and other things. I didn't oh, yeah. know. Maybe that's who he was. And he was just yeah. making sure I was doing my civic duties or something. Yeah, I don't know. Here we are, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's the worst thing that's happened to you? Oh, no. Years? The worst. Oh, man. Oh, I will say. Okay. I was MC. It goes back to MCing. Here I am again. Everybody hire me for your events. I was MCing a local competition. And this poor little girl, I got her name wrong so many times. It was her last name. And it's kind of like your last name where it's not an easy one. There's some silent letters in there. And dyslexics, they read phonetically. So just however it looks, we say it like that. That's how, that's how we automatically think it should be pronounced. And I, I thought that I was saying it correctly. And I asked her before the show, how should I say this? And I even told her, I promise I'm not going to say it wrong. That's where I messed up. I shouldn't have ever promised mm-hmm. something that I knew I couldn't keep. Yeah. I said, I promise I won't say it wrong. Every time she came out on stage, I said it a different way, <laughs> a different way. <laughs> and I felt so bad, so bad. And I went to, I was loading up my car after, and I had apologized to her backstage after, after the competition and she didn't win. I hope she doesn't think it was because I said her name wrong because I surely don't think that was it. She was a beautiful girl, but I was loading up my car and I saw her and her mom loading up her car. She's in the teen program. I'll just add that. Um, so she's younger and I think she was new to it. I wanted to make sure that she wanted to come back again. And I rolled down my window and I said, I am so sorry. I said your name wrong. And I said, it's pronounced like this, right? And I said, and I said it correctly, of course, that time. Mm-hmm. And her mom just looked at me and said, yeah, it is. That's exactly how you say it. And it was kind of like a, you got it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Now when it's really not on stage in front of everybody, you get it right. Yeah. I felt so bad. So, so bad about it. So that's probably the moment where I really have felt like I really was not on top of my Miss Oklahoma game that day. And I really was not doing, doing that great of a job, but everybody has off days. So you have to forgive yourself for it, but I did feel really bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you, you were going back and apologizing. Yeah. I tried to make it right. And I think over time, you know, it'll be okay. (laughs) Next time I see her, I'll get it right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and maybe that'll be part of her story where exactly. she had all these insecurities and they couldn't even get her name right. And then she came back. And I just helped her with it. Yeah. yeah. I was helping further her story <laughs> right there. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. you are preparing for Miss America. Yes. 2019. 2020. I'll 2020. be Miss America 2020. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because it's crazy. Over. Yeah. Okay, so Miss America 2020. Mm-hmm. So what, what does that look like if it's Addison Price at the end? Yeah. Miss America. Yeah. Uh, 
It would be a whirlwind of emotions. That's for sure. And I can only, sometimes I'll sit and I will and try and envision that moment. I'm very much a person that believes that if you can envision something happening, then it's right at your fingertips. So sometimes I'll sit and I'll try to really envision what are the feelings that I would have? What are the emotions that I would feel? And it truly is overwhelming just because for so long you think about what that would be like. And you watched on TV as a little girl and to know that in general, I'll be the one representing Oklahoma. So I'll be the one that little girls watch and they see her mm-hmm. representing our whole state is that alone is just very empowering. But if I were to be crowned Miss America, I would hope that the very next day I would be able to hit the ground running. I've learned a lot about myself through my time as being Miss Oklahoma. And I've learned that I don't really like off days. I love to be booked to the max and I love to try and do as much as I possibly can. And my busy days are my best days. That's where I feel like I stay in the best headspace and I'm very happy and I'm very much myself. So I would want to hit the ground running and get started and There are so many ideas and things that I hope to bring to the table for Miss America. And especially being a marketing major with a minor in nonprofit management, that's right up my alley. I mean, Miss America is a nonprofit organization. And as Miss America, you are the person that is the face and and you help to brand and market the organization for a year. So to be able to help, especially in such a time as the second year of 2.0 happening and really kind of solidifying what that means and what that's supposed to look like. I think it would be such an incredible honor to be able to be that person that represents the new generation of Miss America. Yeah, I think it's great. Well, I, what I love, and I think when you aren't somebody that has been associated or known much about what goes on on the inside Mm -hmm. or known somebody that has competed I think what your perception is, is completely wrong. Right. So really it's a bunch of entrepreneurs on stage (laughs) because you are putting together your business plan for, you know, if you're named Miss America and what you would do and the impact you want to have and how will you reach people? And there's a whole, you have a whole sponsorship, you know, who can help underwrite my mission and Mm -hmm. how can we reach people? And it's like, you're looking to have this impact um, and it happens to be for the right. Miss America competition, but you are really looking at all that. I mean, right. you have a podcast now to reach mm-hmm. more people. You, um, you're networking, so it's like phenomenal, right? To watch, you you are getting mentors. Mm-hmm. A lot of women your age do not really do that. They're right. not looking they at don't. who's the network and who can help me and be mentored in what you're learning. So I love that about mm-hmm. you, and I hope that. Um, all your listeners really can see that in you because it is, um, you need people that if you're Miss America, that would get behind you Mm -hmm. and would help sponsor either speaking tour would bring you in to speak Mm -hmm. to different organizations, whether it's kids, whether it's organizations, leaders, people, anybody. Exactly. Um, so what else, what else, if you could put an ask out to the world, yes. what would that ask be? Well, as Miss America, you do have a national speaking tour. And that is the first thing that you do as Miss America as you embark on that national speaking tour. So as, um, as a little girl who grew up with dyslexia, I speak to a variety of audiences right now as Miss Oklahoma about having that invisible difference and that invisible disability. And that's something that I have used my podcast to talk about a lot as well. But to have people who support that and back that up and can almost say, 
I support what you're doing. I see the mission and I see the work that you want to put into the next generation of leaders, our next generation of the people who will be leading our country one day. And I want to support that. I want to be a part of that. That is really the biggest thing that anybody can do to support Miss America is they can help her further her mission and further her efforts of creating that impact. So throughout my national speaking tour, my biggest goal is to make it to all 50 states and to be able to reach as many lives as possible through that. I always say that if I can touch one life in a room, then I've done my job for the day. So having the platform of being able to go all across the United States, that is so, so rewarding in so many ways. And just think about all the lives that you could touch in that, in that realm, whenever I just think about the lives that I have been told that I've touched in Oklahoma. So people that can support that and get on board and really help to further my mission with impacting the next generation, those are the people that I want to speak to and I want to talk to because I think whether they support it financially, they support it by giving you know their stamp of approval on it, or they support it by just sitting down and having a conversation with me and helping me know what their thoughts on how I can make the next generation better. What are the, what are the things that need to be improved on? That is where Miss America can step in and she can make those changes for a wide audience. I love that. Yeah. All right. So I know you end your podcast with, um, people sharing three tips of how does somebody battle those demons inside Mm -hmm. and get past them? So what I'm going to turn the tables on you. So what would your three tips be? Okay. I would say that my first tip is to always place your heart into something. So whenever I say place your heart into something, that means never giving up. That means having that can-do attitude and almost having an optimism about you, knowing that this is your passion, this is your dream. And it might take a year to get there. It might take 10 years to get there. But no matter what, you will accomplish that goal one day. So place your heart into everything that you set your mind to, because the moment that your heart and your mind align, I believe that that's where the success happens. And that's where you can start achieving those goals. Uh, My next tip would be to always have patience. And I say patience, meaning patience with yourself and patience with others. So whenever, whenever you're patient with yourself and you can fully accept that it might not be my time this time, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop trying. That doesn't mean that I won't get there next time. Then you have already started to better yourself and knowing that your time is coming. So have faith in that. But also I think it's really important to go back to what I said about having patience with others. Whenever I say that, I mean, people might get to your goal before you do. People might surpass you in some ways. And that's not always a fun thing to watch, but know that they're there for a reason and that they could probably teach you something that you wouldn't have known about your goal or about your dream. So learn from them as well and kind of take those people into your inner circle that will help you grow. And then my last one would be empowerment. And whenever I talk about empowerment, I mean that self-advocacy piece. So finding your voice and using your voice and asking for help. That's such a large piece of my story is being too scared to ask for help and feeling too vulnerable to have to ask for help and having that pride not to want to ask for help. So the second that you can say, I know that I'm not good at everything and I know that I won't always be perfect, but I want to try and be my best self. Then if you can admit that to somebody, then you just have, you just have basically recruited somebody who's going to help to be your accountability partner and push you further in your life and in your goals. I love that. Okay. My last question. Yes. If you could have any superpower, (gasps) what superpower would you want? 
Okay. I was asked this question in an interview one time, and it was actually the interview where I ended up first runner up as Miss Oklahoma's Outstanding Teen. I don't know if this is the interview question that lost it for me (laughs) or not because I got cut off in the middle of it. So I think it sounded bad, but now's my chance to make that time up. Yeah. So here we go. And it actually is very fitting with where my life is now. And little did I know, but I would choose the power of invisibility. Now, the reason why I say this is because and this is what, how I started it in the, in the teen interview, which this is just so bad. Is I said, because I like to sneak around and then the bell went off. <laughs> and that's not really what I mean by this. So let me tell you exactly what I mean. What I mean is I would choose the power of invisibility because I like to know people to their core. I like to know the real people. I want to know what are you actually like when you're not surrounded by a hundred people? Because I think people in social settings are a lot different than people are at their house. And one thing that I really try to do is make a personal connection with everybody that I encounter. So if I can have the power of the power of invisibility to really see what people are like in their natural mm-hmm. setting, then I think it would be an amazing thing. I also am a huge people watcher, so it would be great for people watching as well. See? But yeah, that, well, that's it, it. Yeah, And it does fit your whole theme of living visible, mm-hmm. which is you have to be aware of the invisible that's going on right. in order to do that. So you're just a... You love to study people and I behavior. Do. So I do. I do. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's not creepy. See, it's not. It, no. As a teen, though, with the, I want to creep around or I want to sneak around. That's not exactly right. But yeah. They should have given you more time. To I hear know. You I know. It doesn't work that way, does no, it? No, it does not. <laughs> all right, Addie. All right. Well, thank you for letting me interview you. And we will all be rooting for you at Miss America in December. And um, we know that... Uh, we know that you're going to be our Miss America. Well, thank you so much. I sure hope to be, and I'm glad that you could you could be my interviewer today. It made it fun to switch things up. on the latest episodes of Living Visible by following Addie on Instagram at Addison J. Price and on Twitter at Price underscore Addison. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a five-star review. It's a small act that goes a long way in supporting this podcast.